Dear friends, if you can turn in your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 1, 1 Samuel chapter 1. We want to think about uh, this, this afternoon on serving together. And uh, in this passage in God's Word, we see individuals who seek to serve the Lord, to do it together, to do it by, by themselves, but also that you see contentions, you see difficulties, you see situations where they don't want to serve together. There's a father who is a godly man. There, there, are, there is a uh, woman who is barren, who wants to serve the Lord and desires many things from God. There is another woman in the relationship, <clears throat> another wife, who is being contentious, causing difficulties. And then there is a child that is born, a son that is born, who seeks to serve the Lord. So there are many, many things here for us to think about. <clears throat> and you think about this, this woman, Helen, this, this, and her, the legacy that she leaves behind. So I want you to have your Bibles open in that passage. Uh, there is often a focus on, in, on the market, uh, stock market and uh, economy in our society. The governments talk about it. News talks about it. We have to deal with prices of items uh, that we buy going up and the infl inflation that concerns us. Uh, you may wonder about all of these things from time to time. How to be better stewards of your money uh, that the Lord has blessed you with. But as God's children, as those who are true Christians, born again children of God, even though we may not be interested very much in investing in stocks and in the market, yet we are to be an active investor in many areas of our life before the Lord. Every action, every attitude, every activity is an investment, we could say, in something that it will reap uh, dividends and a legacy is left behind. And a wise investor would be studying, would be analyzing the market and, and seeking to maximize the potential returns of what he invests. Those who would be wise investors of life examine all of the various areas of their lives so uh, they be sure that they will invest in things that would glorify God and bless His kingdom. The desire is to leave a legacy for the glory of God, glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the purpose of service. That's the purpose of worship. Oftentimes in the Old Testament, the term, the, the word uh, that is translated as service is also translated as worship. You see this in the book of Exodus when uh, the children are, are, of Israel uh, ask and refer to this worship of God as that we might go and serve Him. And it's a, a term for worship. And this passage here in 1 Samuel 1, it presents to us a woman by the name of Hannah. She's presented as a woman uh, who was a, we could say, wise woman, wise investor of her life. She made some very wise investments that continue to reap uh, dividends down to this very day. We are the beneficiaries of Hannah's service, dear friends, 
through our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, who was born from that line of family. And so I would like you to have a glimpse, take a glimpse of at Hannah's uh, portfolio uh, this afternoon. I want you to, uh, to understand and, and see the areas where she made wise investments. And I want to encourage you again to return from uh, this godly woman and uh, return to your homes, go back to your homes, being encouraged and challenged uh, to follow Christ better and to serve the Lord together in your homes better. That fathers like Elkanah, mothers like Hannah, sons like Samuel would go on to uh, be useful in the kingdom of God. <clears throat> Not just going through life, uh, but with that uh, joy in the Lord and, and excitement that we are in the king's highway. And we are in the king's business. The Lord by his grace has saved us to be one of his servants. And in our, our best of efforts we are unprofitable servants. But praise God we are his servants. And that is enough for us. So here it is. And there are a number of things I want you to note from this passage that we read together. The first thing that I want you to notice is that this woman, Hannah, she left a legacy for God by investing in her family. I've already mentioned that. She left a legacy for God by investing in her family. Hannah left this godly legacy. She served the Lord and by serving the Lord she invested in her family uh, in spite of the fact that circumstances weren't as pleasant as they could have been or should have been in her home. The circumstances were not good to begin with. And you and I may also look at our situation and say, well, if the circumstances were different, I could be a, a better Christian. I could be doing something for the Lord. Well, this was her situation. Yet she persevered. That's what we see. To make her investment, if I could use that term, for God's glory in the family that she loved. What do you see here in verses 1 and 2 of 1 Samuel 1? Right off the bat, if we could say that, we learn that Hannah was married to a man with two wives. This is not good. This is not good. It's already a divided household. And there is something else involved. So you see here, it says, Now there was a certain man of Ramathaim, Zophim, of Mount Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zoph, an Ephrathite, and he had two wives. The name of the one was Hannah, and the name of the other, Penina. There is something else, dear friends, here as well. It is, not, it is now on. Yeah, thank you. But I trust you heard what I said. I don't have to repeat myself. Uh, in open air preaching, you have to pro project your voice. So, um, I, I preach as if I'm in the open air. So, um, I was saying that here in this passage, you have a divided household. There are two wives here. There is someone else involved 
in, in her marriage, Penina. Yet Hannah was not looking for the exit. Some people in my pastoral work, I see sometimes wives, sometimes husbands, they are looking for an exit. Uh, and, and because they have got to the end of the rope, as it were. Uh, the, the life has become so dark for them, so hard for them. They can't cope anymore. But this woman wasn't looking for exit. She had, uh, she had covenanted before God to be a godly wife. She had uh, come to know the Savior, savingly. She couldn't turn back from following the Lord. And so she stayed in the family and she worked to make the best of a bad situation. Maybe that is you. Maybe that is something that you will reach at some point in your life. Maybe that has been your experience. Maybe you are already, you know a marriage situation. You know a situation where people are not serving together. It's not going well for them. Dear friends, God uh, never said that the family would be an easy place to live. We thank God for our families and we are blessed by each of them. But every one of our families is filled with people and therein lies the potential for trouble. Because these people are sinners. There, there will be disagreements, there will be trouble. But the secret rise lies not in running away. Learn to serve, learn to invest Learn to worship in your family and leave a godly legacy regardless of the difficulties that you face in your life. God's people need to learn the truth that marriage and family is a lifetime investment. But also something else that you, uh, I want you to notice is this. That Hannah, she invested in spite of discouragement. In spite of discouragement. So there was difficulties but there was discouragement. Look at verses 5 and 6. But unto Hannah he, got, he gave a worthy portion, that is a double portion, for he loved Hannah. But the Lord had shut up her womb, and her adversary also provoked her sore for, to make her fret, because the Lord had shut up her womb. Do you see? Her husband's other wife, Penina, had children, but Hannah was barren. Bar uh, Hannah could not have children. Penina used Hannah's barrenness as a means of ridicule. She mocked Hannah and made her life miserable. Things were not going well in this household. They, they were not pulling in the same direction. They were not serving together at all. So you can detect the hint of jealousy in this home. But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, but he loved Hannah. So the husband loved Hannah greatly. But the Lord had shut her womb. <clears throat> so here we are told that Elkanah, he loved Hannah. There was a relationship here. There is a loving relationship here between the husband and the wife. There was something that they could work towards when there is loving Christ and when there is love in the relationship based upon the covenant blessings and the blessings of the Lord. Having of the same mind, same thoughts, same understanding of the things of God. 
we can we can still without children we can serve the Lord. It doesn't matter if there are no children in the home, if if the children have gone and left the home. Whatever the situation may be, if there is loving Christ and love between the two, you can you are still moving in the same direction. You are still going forward in the things of God. That's what you should be aiming for: loving Christ and loving each other because of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is how we are to ultimately serve and to glorify the Savior in our homes. But in, despite all of this, she didn't have any children. And, that, and uh, Penina used this as a leverage in the household to mock Hannah. She was a jealous woman and she mocked Hannah. And all of, all of this criticism and all of this belittling made life practically impossible for Hannah. She was grieved in her heart, yet she continued to invest, dear friends, in the family to leave a godly legacy. She still went on. You see her life. She's, she's a woman of prayer. She's a woman who goes to the house of God. She's a woman who is engaging with people, who is, who is, um, who is not bothered of what people might say of her or about her. What a testimony that is, dear friends. And, and family is like that sometimes. <clears throat> and uh, I'm referring to the discouragement that crops up from time to time in the home. Husbands, wives, children all feel that they are unappreciated at times. Taken for granted at times. And, and they are target of uh, criticism. Sometimes people get discouraged um, at their fellow family member. Maybe that is your situation right now what they say, what they do. <clears throat> but discouragement, dear friend, is, is no reason to close the door on the family and say, I'm, I'm done with it. Or, or just shut up and uh, close down everything. No. You continue to serve the Lord, worship the Lord, trust in the Lord, and invest in your family. Pour your life into your family for the sake of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, in the people that you love, the love may not be reciprocated in the way that you would wish. But it is as unto the Lord, dear friends. Knowing that in due course, you will reap a harvest for the glory of God. That should be your vision. That should be your hope. So you may be defeated this, this afternoon. Uh, you may be very discouraged with the way things are going in your family. <clears throat> but let me encourage you. Let me say to you, keep investing. Keep investing by God's grace. Keep trusting the Lord in, in the midst of all of these things. You may, may never, as we thought this morning, you may never see the result that you want, but there is the biblical principle that speaks to you today. Be not deceived. We read in Galatians 6 and verse 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap, if we faint not. It is, we are doing it as unto the Lord, and the Lord Jesus Christ would surely work out his purposes. When we sow the right things, if the Lord wills, by God's grace, we are 
promised a, a harvest. So keep asking the Lord for a strength. You're discouraged, keep asking the Lord for a strength. You are lacking wisdom, then ask of God, who gives liberally and upbraideth not, the scripture says. You're lacking grace, pray to the Lord for grace. Ask for Him for grace. But invest in your high calling of motherhood. Invest in your high calling of fatherhood. Invest in the high calling of being a son or a daughter. Invest. The Lord never fails. This woman then going on, she invested in spite of desperation. In spite of desperation. Again, look at verses 5 and 6. Both of these verses uh, tell us of, uh, that, that Hannah was barren because God had chosen this lot for her. It was God's will. It was no one's fault. It was God's will. She was in a situation that was of the Lord's doing and nothing she could do would ever change it. What Hannah did not know was that God's plan for her life were good plans. That's the difficulty. It requires faith to trust the Lord in that. I'm sure you have experienced something of this, that you've come to a point in your life and you said, I can't change this. I can't fix this. The things have happened the way it is now. But you ask yourself, where is the Lord in it? Is He not fulfilling all of his purposes? Is he not performing of his good pleasures? <clears throat> Has he not promised to work out all things for our good? His plan wasn't to hurt Hannah. His plan was to, uh, uh, to amaze her in, in, in his time, to encourage her, to fulfill his purposes in his time, not in Hannah's time. And what is the plan of God for his people, for his true people, for Christians? You have those words of Jeremiah 29 and verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. That's what the Lord says to his people. And we go on depending upon and, and feeding upon the promises of God like that. So it may appear that the things that you are doing, whatever you have done in the past, whatever you are doing right now, whatever investment, if I could say that, that you are making in your family are not paying off at this present time, are not producing what you had hoped, what you had prayed for. It, it may look like you... Your spouse, your, your children are not all that you planned. They are not all that you prayed and hoped that they would be. If that is the case, let me encourage you to, to keep on serving the Lord, worshipping the Lord, loving the Lord, pouring your life by the grace of God in, in, in their lives. In, in place of wrath, Show grace. In the, in the place of discouragement and the mocking words, uh, do something that glorifies the Lord and shows your love towards those that have been very unkind to you. You see, dear friends, you don't know what tomorrow will bring forth. 
The closing bell uh, hasn't rung yet, as someone said. Your family is given you by your heavenly Father. Uh, they are not a mistake and they are too important for you to stop loving and investing yourself in them now. It may seem like you, uh, you do all the giving and they do all the receiving. Uh, you are not receiving anything. Um, but but they, are, they are the ones who are just taking and taking and taking. But for those who make wise investments, for those who are actually following the Lord for His glory, um, <clears throat> their dividends come at unexpected times and in marvelous ways, as Hannah experienced. I'm just trying to encourage you to, to keep going forward, to, to not invest in thinking over the troubles that you see. That you see, well, I can't do anything for the Lord because of these circumstances. I can't pray. I can't uh, serve the Lord in my family. I can't love my husband or love my wife or love the children or, or whatever it is. Uh, I can't bear witness of Jesus Christ. I can't evangelize. I can't go to the house of God. Uh, I can't be an encouragement to my minister. Look at my circumstance. No, dear friends, be encouraged in this woman, Hannah. The second thing is this, that this was a woman who served by walking with God. Look at her walking with God. <clears throat> it appears that family was important to Hannah, but it also appears that her faith, her walk with God was very important to her as well. This is the best of investments. Serving the Lord in this way that Hannah did is a, is a wonderful investment. You look at verses 10 and 11, and then we could have read verses 1 to 10 of chapter 2. But look at this. <clears throat> her faith, her trust in the Lord was a very personal thing. Look at it. So Hannah rose up, verse 9, rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh and after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon a seat by a post of the temple of the Lord and she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. In these verses, dear friends, I see a woman who knows the Lord on a personal level. Everything is going wrong for her, but she still prays. She still cries before God. Uh, there is her prayer, there is her praise, that, and, and that, is, that is service for God. You might think, well, service, is this service? Yes, praying to God is service. Praying to God is worship. Praising the Lord is worship. Being in, in the place where God is praised. And you sing and you think about those words of the Psalter and you think, this is the God that I adore. This is the God who has saved me. This is the God who has been so gracious to me. And I worship Him for who He is. Not because of my circumstances. Do you know the greatest gift that you can give your family? The knowledge that you're walking with God by grace. And have a full trust in Jesus Christ the Lord. And His finished work. That 
that this is the thing that is making you to take the next step and the next step because the Lord Jesus Christ is your Lord. The greatest single investment that you can make in life is that of investing in a personal relationship with God. The best husband you can be, dear friend, is one who walks closest with the Lord. The best wife you can be is to be one who walks closest with the Lord. The best child you can be. You might think, I fail in this. I'm not good at my studies in this situation or my work here and, and so on. I'm so slow at this or whatever. But don't be slow in the things of God. Uh, keep close with the Lord. And that, that, that is the best way to build up your relationship, dear friends, in the household and also in the church and in the things that you do together for the glory of the Lord. It's not just a casual uh, brushing up against the things of God, but a, a real and vital relationship with Him that controls the way that you live your life every single day. It's not a Sunday Christianity. It's just not just putting on a suit and making sure we do all the outward things, but our personal walk with God, it is so essential, dear friends, or we'll be hypocritical. We will uh, turn into legalists and, uh, and, 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 it, it, and children see through all of this. And others do see through all of these things. So it's not just a casual attitude towards the things of God. What a legacy, dear, dear friends, Christ has left behind. It. What a legacy in the life of a man or a woman who knows the Savior. So here is a woman of God. There is a man of God um, <clears throat> that we say, well, that, that woman, that man died in faith, fighting a good fight, him being dead yet speaketh. We, someone might say, well, we remember this, his godly words. We remember his godly encouragements. We remember that his hard work and service for the Lord. We remember his love for Jesus Christ, his love for the gospel, his love to share it, his love to pray and seek the Lord about every matter. Dear friends, what a blessed people we are to have so much, um, such a heritage, dear friends. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure, I, I trust that you're thankful to God that you're brought up many of you within Christian homes. I never had that opportunity. I never had that privilege of my parents praying, uh, singing God's praises, reading the word of God, desiring my salvation. None of that. The opposite to that. It is all about this world, how we can get on in this world, how we can be uh, successful in this world. No, my friends, to serve the Lord personally is so essential and that then affects everything else in, in the home. But then you see that her faith was practical. Her faith was practical. Her trust in the Lord was practical. You see that in verses 10 through to 18, <clears throat> there is this prayer that she engages into. Very practical thing. She, then she engages in conversation and dialogue with Eli. She wants to know more. She wants to know the will of God. And she engages in these things. She was a woman who um, possessed a practical faith in God. She didn't just know about the Savior. She knew Him and she trusted Him for all her needs. 
She leaned upon God and trusted Him for the impossible in her life. She didn't just talk about faith, faith in the Lord. She fleshed it out by the way that she lived. So her walk had to be a walk of faith. It wasn't just talk. Again, this is the standard that Hannah sets for us, that we should resolve to meet. Not only should, should we possess a testimony concerning our faith, but we, we must live out that testimony day by day and go through life by that faith. Nothing makes an investment in the lives of others around you like a genuine life lived for the glory of God. Uh, and, and, and this is very important. It is very practical faith. Uh, a practical faith is a proclaiming faith and it always points others to Jesus Christ. So make an investment for that uh, towards that day by day. But also her faith was profound. Her faith was profound. Look at the verses 20 to 23. <clears throat> Wherefore it came to pass when the time was come about after Hannah had conceived that she bare a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked him of the Lord. And, and the man Elkanah and all his house went up to offer unto the Lord the yearly sacrifice and his vow. But Hannah went not up, for she said unto her husband, I will not go up until the child be weaned, and then I will bring him, that he may appear before the Lord and there abide forever. What do you see there? More than anything in the world, Hannah wanted a child. She wanted them to gift that gift to her husband and she wanted to experience the fulfillment of motherhood. She knew this was impossible apart from the work of the Lord. So she believed God for the impossible and and promised God the incredible in return. She, she asked the Lord and, and said that if the Lord was to give her a son, she would dedicate him to the Lord's service, that this child would serve the Lord. She promised to give that child, son, back to the Lord for his glory. You see, dear friends, Hannah's faith was no super, superficial faith. She had a depth of faith that is rare in this world. Would you do such a thing? Would I do such a thing? This kind of a faith is rare. What a blessing it is when we come to the place as investors, we could say, investors in faith, where we can believe God for the impossible situations in our lives and willingly give everything to Him for His glory. Everything I have, Lord, is Thine, we could say. That is the thing, that we die to self, we take up our cross, our Lord Jesus said, and we follow him. Everything we have is the Lord's. He's given everything for us. So let us use everything that the Lord has given us for him. It's, it's, we keep giving back to him the things that he has given to us. And that is pleasing to the Lord. Uh, this is the kind of faith God is looking to develop in you. This is... Uh, most likely the, the trials and the temptations and the circumstances that you're going through, it is to try your faith. It is to develop your faith, to, to encourage you that this world 
is passing away and the lust thereof. This world is, is nothing in comparison to what Christ has done for us and what he offers us so freely in his gospel. And to develop in you uh, this kind of faith that, that <coughs> glorifies the Savior. Do you have it? Aren't these circumstances, aren't these, these challenges in your life, isn't it pushing you to let go of those things, let go of bitterness, let go of anger, let go of overthinking things and say, I'll leave it with the Lord. I will go on serving. My husband loves me. <coughs> these are the blessings that the Lord has given me. I will go on worshiping him, being a faithful witness at home, in the church, in my whatever I am doing. And this kind of faith is always honored by the Lord. Look at, um, look at those words. The Lord did answer. The Lord heard her cries. And her husband loved her. The third thing is this. This woman, <clears throat> her service it went on into the future. Her legacy was for the future. That's a wise, wise form of service. That's wise, wise way of investing things in the things of God. Look at the, the length of her commitment. <clears throat> what, what do we read in verse 11? It says, and she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but wilt give unto thine handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord for one year? No. All the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. Hannah made this ultimate commitment a mother can make. <coughs> she totally gave her child to the Lord. She held nothing back. She committed him to the Lord before he was even conceived. She dedicated him to the Lord when he was not yet born. And she gave him when he was born and when, she, when he was weaned. Hers was not a momentary commitment. It wasn't a passing commitment, but it was a once-for-all commitment for which she never looked back. She sowed seed that would be reaped for generations. She made an investment into the future, and we are the beneficiaries of that, dear friends. In the providence of God and His wise counsel, this is how the Lord weaves through his plan through these ordinary believers of his covenant. Imagine how hard it must have been <clears throat> to leave Samuel at the temple. Imagine how much he must have anticipated those yearly, yearly trips to see him. Imagine her heart break after every time she had to leave, every time she had to go for a whole year. Without WhatsApp to call, call him, without Zoom meetings and uh, the internet to communicate. You know, we can easily do that. You grandparents, you call your grandchildren or they call you or, or whatever else. We can quickly call each other. 
and it is the next best thing of being with the individuals. But she had none of that. But imagine her joy as he watched him develop into a man of God. And that is what we see in chapter 2 and verse 26. <clears throat> and the child Samuel grew on. Grew on in the things of God. Physically, but grew on. And was in favor both with the Lord and also with men. She was seeing her investment. She was seeing what she had poured forth and the prayers coming to pass and becoming a legacy for God. It's been worth the sacrifice. It's been worth the sacrifice. This is the kind of faith. This is the kind of commitment that you and I as parents, as, as grandparents, as, as families, uh, we ought to make before the Lord. And, and we need to be seeking, dear friends. He, he wants, and the Lord wants us to invest the totality of our lives on his altar. Not just for ourselves, but for his kingdom, for his glory. We read this, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, it says. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This is the will of God. So we could say from that that the Lord's will is to give all that we have and are to Him. Without holding anything back from Him. He wants a once for all commitment for His glory. And that goes on day in, day out. And some of you, dear friends, you have, you have children, grown-up children that need to be, bef be brought before God in prayer, in, uh, to the throne of grace, to the mercy seat. Don't, don't give up bringing them again and again to, to the Savior. That's what we should do. Uh, and uh, we should, if they don't go themselves, let us take them ourselves with tears. And so I ask you, have you given up? You've lost hope and you have a wrong view of election that, that you don't pray anymore. You say, well, whatever will be, will be. Is that the case? No, we ought not to. It is by the means of prayer God has ordained to, to save and to, to, to answer our prayers. That's part of his plan, sovereign plan. Maybe you have... Um, become so bitter now years has passed and you've become better things are not has not been easy for you and hard times have come and you have been so much caught up with those things and you've lost your your aims and those principles that you used to live by and you used to think about and you used to hope for and pray for maybe uh, your children have become cold and wavered maybe you are going down that way this is, this is where God is saying to you through this message, stop, stop, and look to Him. Turn back and turn to the Savior who, who said, Come unto me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your soul. Maybe... <clears throat> There are uh, 
people are out there, families are out there today because of, partly because of our inconsistencies that they have witnessed in our life. Maybe there are, they're out there because they rejected the faith uh, that we exhibited, regardless of why they are there, regardless of all of those things, they need someone praying for them. They need us to bring back again the promises of God before the throne of the Lord. Uh, we need some mothers and fathers who will, who will have a broken heart over their children and bring them to God's altar and trust Him to touch them. So she made wise legacy for the things of God. <clears throat> and also through the life of her child, through her, the life of her child. Look at what she actually did through the life of the child. In verse 21, And the man Elkanah and all his house went up to offer unto the Lord the yearly sacrifice and his vows. They carried on going. In, in, in chapter 2 and verse 26, it says, And the child Samuel grew and was in the favor both with the Lord and also with men. Uh, there was <clears throat> Hannah present. Uh, she presented her son Samuel to the Lord and he by the grace of God became a mighty man of God, useful in the kingdom of God. He set a standard of righteousness for the nation of Israel. He was a man greatly used of the Lord. He was a man who uh, anointed David as king. He was the man who served as the spiritual leader of Israel for many years. He was the man he was, uh, he was because of the investment of his mother that she made in, in his life before he was born. And during all those years, she would be visiting him. She would be visiting him. Her prayers would go with him. What an amazing thing that is. Because of the investment that she made, the service that she performed, because of that, an entire nation was blessed for many years. Who can tell, dear friends, what God will do with your family? Who can tell? Have high views of the things of God. Have high views. Be encouraged, dear friends. Who can tell what, what will happen next year? Look how things change so quickly, so drastically. Well, what about the things of God? What about the Lord visiting us again? Have, have these high views of the Lord. Uh, in the midst of the discouragement, say, yet God lives. Yet the Lord lives. He is still on the throne. He has promised good towards His people. He will perform that which concerns us. He will do us good. And so uh, Hannah's investment and service in Samuel continued to the to live, live on long after she was dead. There are all kinds of dividends we should all want to see and want to reap. So some of you are, are making that same investment in the future today. You bring your children to the house of God on each Sabbath and other times of the week. You're letting them at the midweeks, you bring them in. And let them hear their names being brought before the throne of grace. There's nothing wrong with that. Let them hear how others are praying for the things of God. <clears throat> you bring them uh, when it's, it isn't easy or convenient. 
you're instilling in them the idea that God's house and God's worship is an important place in your life. That it is essential. The worship of God is essential. That the gathering for the worship of God, our face-to-face fellowship and service are important. You're teaching them the, the right and wrong do matter. You're teaching them about the Lord Jesus Christ. They're hearing that. You're teaching them the important lessons of life. You're not saying that this is something that the elders do. This is not what, what our session does. This is not what the ministers do. But every day, in the morning or the evening or at both times or as our Dutch friends do after each meal, you seek the Lord uh, with all your heart. May it not be just a formal uh, coming before God, but you break your heart before, the, before your children and before God earnestly. Uh, seeking the glory of God and sing to the Lord in your homes God's praises read the word of God explain to the word of uh, the word of God to the children and to if you don't have children with your wife bow before the Lord in, in prayer and pleading for, for the children of others and um, and uh, will not God bless his church his people if there are people who are not just saying well the elders do such things but every home The praises of God are heard and prayers are offered up earnestly before God. This land could change as as a result of God answering prayer. When we pray, oh Lord, rend the heavens and come down. This This is what we are praying for. That God would do such a thing. And God, are we praying in vain? No. And so let us, our children, to see this, the heartbeat. Our heart is beating for the glory of God and we would see Jesus. We would see his glory. So be encouraged, dear friends. Here is a situation. It's not a happy home. It wasn't a happy home. Here is a situation. There is a husband who loves his wife. But there is another wife involved. What a mistake that Elkanah had, had made. What a trouble he had caused. But he loves Hannah. And imagine, Hannah made that vow and Elkanah allowed it to happen. That's another thought we could go down. How could this man, he's the head of the home, there is no mention that he resisted this. He had such regard for his wife, a godly wife. And he praised her, he encouraged her, he gave her double portion of blessings and uh, He knew this, my wife is a woman who is in touch with the Lord. My wife is a woman who I can learn things from. She's a woman of prayer. May all of you women be truly mothers in Israel. To be women who will be much in prayer. And God will see uh, that those prayers and those tears are stored up. And in his own time, dear friends, the Lord will answer. You know very well. How John Knox, I think it was an anniversary of his yesterday. He was used by the Lord so amazingly in this land. uh, To bring many to the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. He preached the gospel of Jesus Christ with the power of the Holy Spirit. And God blessed that. Those days were hard days for the true church. It wasn't easy days. Revival days and days of reformation blessing are not easy days. They're hard days. They're days of war. But they're days of victory. 
Mary was persecuting true believers in the name of the Roman Catholic Church. Many hundreds were burnt alive at the stake for their faith. In, in the midst of all this horror, John Knox stood out as a beacon of faith and courage and zeal for the Lord Jesus Christ. At one point he prayed in the, in the garden outside his church. And he was heard to pray, Great God, give me Scotland or I die. His burden was to, 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 so great for his people that he would rather die than see the Scottish people go to hell. What a legacy John Knox has left behind. You are the recipients of those blessings of God, of the past. You are recipients of those prayers. So let us be honest with the, in the things of God. Let us uh, admit that we must be more on our knees than simply filling our own ears with all kinds of words and news from this location and that location. What's happened here and the troubles here and troubles there. Let us be busy uh, pouring our hearts out to God and the Lord will surely visit us he will surely visit us there are better days dear friends for the church of Jesus Christ yes the world will wax worse and worse but the church of Jesus Christ is it losing any members when was the last time the, the true church of Christ lost any member nothing Satan is losing members his church is losing members but not the church of Jesus Christ his true people they are being added more and more and more and we are praying lord make our children to go from the kingdom of darkness to be translated into the kingdom of thy dear son lord wilt thou not do it and wilt thou not use us in that service use us in all that thou has called thy people to be that husbands wives children we would be moving in the same direction Encouraging one another in the Lord, in, in the midst of all the troubles, in the midst of the impossibilities. So be encouraged. The Lord answers prayer. Some of you have children. You need to be, bring to Christ again. Don't give up. Some of you have given up maybe. Some of you have become very bitter. You're angry. You, are, you won't say it, but you're resentful that, of the things that the Lord has brought about in your life. And some of you have to come and say, Lord, it is of thy doing. Uh, I cannot explain it. I don't know why. But Lord, I'm not going to give up in, in serving. I'm not give up in loving. I'm not going to give up in following the Savior. I'm not going to give up in the worship of thy name in the right way. I'm not going to uh, compromise. I'm going to stick with the principles that thy word teaches me. And I will go on in the looking unto Jesus. The author and the finisher of my faith and I will go on until my last breath I will still praise the Savior I will still tell my family of a Savior who died for sinners like us and I will still pray to my dying breath well dear friends be encouraged and may the Lord bless every home that is presented here amen